Well, I wonder when your last appraisal at work was. I remember at my old law firm, I had an appraisal every three months and you had to set out your goals, your priorities and talk about how you're doing, you know. Don't you just hate those forced goal settings? Well, anyway, for us lawyers, it was always the same every month. Hit your billing target, hit your time recording target, bring in the dosh, work the hours. And so every month in our team meetings, that was the thing that was celebrated, prized above everything else were those targets, bills, times. Every workplace, every appraisal form, for each one of us, there'll be something that we celebrate, that we prioritise, that we prize above everything else. I wonder what it is for you in your workplace and in life. Well, this lunchtime, alongside our workplace list of priorities, comes another set of priorities, a different set of goals, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. What a contrast to what our goals often are. The whole first half of the Lord's Prayer is wrapped up with God and his glory. Only in the second half do we get to us and our needs. Adoration comes before asking. That's quite a shift in perspective, isn't it? You remember perhaps Copernicus in the 16th century who discovered that in our solar system it's the sun at the centre of things and the earth orbits around the sun, not the other way around. Well, so too in the Lord's Prayer, it's God himself, Father, Son and Spirit, who's at the centre of reality. And everything else is, is made to and works best when it orbits around him. And here in Matthew 6, Jesus is saying that the number one priority, the big goal for us to take hold of is this, hallowed be your name. And yet, we read that in verse 9, and yet for many of us, COVID and lockdown has brought so many challenges at work and at home, and especially if those are in the same place. And for many of us, to be frank, our goal is simply to get to the end of each day in one piece. And if that's you, can I just say right from the top, remember verse 8. Your Father knows what you need even before you ask. So our loving Heavenly Father knows our hopes, our hurts, those stresses and those strains far better than we even can express them to ourselves or to him. And what I think we see here this lunchtime is that the Lord's Prayer gives a place for those needs on our desk, but it helps put those needs in their right place. So this lunchtime, what we'll focus on is that first petition, hallowed be your name. And three questions we'll look at. What does that actually mean, hallowed be your name? Secondly, what would that look like if God began to answer that prayer, especially at work. And then thirdly, briefly at the end, we'll ask, what do we do if, if when we're being honest, that so often isn't on our prayer list? So that's where we're going this lunchtime. So firstly then, hallowed be your name. What does it mean? <laughs> we might have said that prayer since childhood, but to try and explain it can actually be quite tricky. Hallowed, it's a funny old word, isn't it? And it basically means to be made holy, to, to be set apart, to be cherished, to be honoured and respected. Hallowed. Hallowed be your name. That's just shorthand 
I think, for God's character, the one who 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 he has revealed himself to be in creation, in scripture, and especially in Jesus Christ. We're being called to pray here that this God, the one and only God, be adored and admired. A few years ago, I bought a new road bike, a lovely new road bike. It was a lovely Bianchi mint green carbon forks. It was my pride and joy. Just a beautiful bike to ride. And the first time I rode it into work, just up by Euston down the road there, and I got to the back door of my office. And that's normally where you lock them up. It's undercover, but it's outside. And I thought, this is my precious bike. I'm not going to do that. So I wheeled it all the way through the office, through the corners, through the double doors, past the IT department and into my office, which I shared with my roommate, Ed. And I put it in and I lent it carefully, very carefully against the wall. And I sat down in my chair. And then when Ed came in that morning, I got up instinctively and I started to talk to him about my bike. I showed him the wheels and the brakes and the fancy new lights. And in fact, any time anyone came into my office the next few days, I showed them my bike. (laughs) It was a thing I prized and adored. I wanted everyone to see it, to enter into the joy of it. Until eventually my boss said, come on, Ed, (laughs) that's enough. Put it back. Put it back in the bike shed. But you know, when you enjoy something, you can't help but sing its praises. And when we pray, hallowed be your name, Well, we're praying that the beauty of God, his brilliance, his grace, his glory, the goodness of his character, the rightness of his ways, well, we're praying that those things be known by everybody, that he be prized above everything and everyone. We're praying that God be treated as God. What a prayer. What a prayer and what a challenge for our workplace. It's so tempting to relegate God from work, isn't it? As if it's not his domain, his domain to, to put him away in the bike shed. It's a challenge. And so it was Ray Kroc, who was the founder of McDonald's, who said, I believe in God, the family and in McDonald's. But in the office, that order is reversed. See, it's one thing to pray the Lord's Prayer in the church pew, but it's something else to carry it with us to flavour our day at work. Hallowed be your name. So that's the first big thing. It means honouring him for who he is. And so secondly, can I ask, well, can I ask us to imagine what would it begin to look like for God's name to be hallowed, his character to be honoured, at your workplace and mine, whether that's in the Zoom meeting at the kitchen table or slaving away at the office on Regent Street. What would it look like? What can we imagine it would look like for his name to be hallowed? Well, it would mean a thousand little things, wouldn't it? So if God's character, for instance, is one of truthfulness and integrity, well, if we're Christians, we'll want to be marked by those things too. It's so easy to tell that little white lie at work or present a better image than reality, isn't it? In fact, just this week gone, I was there working on a document for my boss at work. I had to 
tell them about the new eviction process for landlords after COVID. And as I was drafting it, it was so tempting to miss out in the footnotes my sources so that I would appear a bit more knowledgeable than I really was. But as I thought about that line, hallowed be your name, I realised that actually I've got to honour God's character in this, even if no one else knows about it. Hallowing his name, it means integrity, truthfulness at work. Hallowing his name, it will mean it will mean that quality matters in our work. Think back to Genesis 1 when God made creation. And it's, it says that he said it was very good. He did things very well. And we reflect his character when we do things well. That's not to say we'll be the best in the office, but to the best of our ability. I love the story that's told about Spurgeon in the 19th century, who tells the story of a maidservant, and she became a Christian. And one day she was cleaning the floor, and he noticed that she began to clean the mat. Uh, uh, she began to clean the floor, not just around the mat, but under it too. <laughs> she wanted to hallow God in the quality of her work. Hallowing his name, well, well, that will express in itself in all sorts of ways still. It, in the, in the rhythms of our work. Again, Genesis 1 and 2, God himself rested from work on the seventh day. And we too need to recharge and to rest and invest in our relationships. For some of us, COVID has made work busier than ever. And one way to honour, one way to hallow our Heavenly Father, well, it's to remember simply that he's the creator and we're the creature. We can't do everything and nor do we need to. We too need to rest and at times put down the work and go and chill out, put on the TV, hang out with the family or the friends. Hallowed be his name. Hallowed be his name. Well, that will look like a genuine concern for our colleagues, won't it? See, each member of our team, each colleague at work, well, they've been made in God's image with unique dignity. And we respect our maker in the way we relate to, to those whom he's made. In fact, a friend of mine, he's not a Christian, he set up this trade union for law firms and his tagline aim is that everyone from cleaners to partners, every one of us be fairly treated. It's a great goal, isn't it? But actually for us, for us to pray, hallowed be your name, it means more that we treat others in the right way. It's actually a prayer that God himself be treated as God by all whom he's made. See, the one who keeps the cleaner's hearts beating, who keeps the partner's lungs breathing, who keeps the earth orbiting the sun, that God is the one who deserves all of our allegiance. We're hearing all the time about a COVID world. But above all, it's Christ's world. And our culture, it tries to lock Jesus Christ in the bike shed, out of sight, out of mind. But one day, when he returns, he'll be acknowledged for who he really is by every single one of us. Just like in Narnia, when the lion, Aslan, that good and noble king comes eventually in that last book. And he'll come to have his loving sway once and for all.
That's where Narnia is going. And so too for us, as we wait for that glorious day, Christ's return, this Lord's Prayer, the first line, it prays, it longs that that people, that, that we ourselves, that our friends, that our colleagues, wake up, if you like, from our sinful slumber and bow before the true King, the one who is the Lion and the Lamb. What a great thing to pray for. And in fact, why not pray for our Life Explored course that's starting here on Monday night at All Souls on Zoom? Please pray for that. And in fact, why not invite a friend that they too might learn what it is with us to begin to hallow his name. So, you know, as we dwell on that little line, hallowed be your name, we begin to see, don't we, just how deep a prayer it is. It's all embracing. But actually, it's also quite heart-exposing too, isn't it? Because if you're anything like me, you realise that actually, well, God's glory, his honour, so often just isn't on my radar. It's so low down on my list of priorities and goals so much of the time. Particularly at work, we want people to, to think well of us, to, to, to think well of us and, and, and to um, bolster our own reputation, don't we? In fact, that's what people say is one of the big reasons to get back in the office after COVID lockdown. It's so that we can continue to make a name for ourselves. It's very difficult to do that on Zoom. But here's the question. At work and in life, whose reputation am I most concerned about? Is it mine or is it Jesus Christ's? The answer, so much the time, quite humbling, quite exposing, is that it's our own name. So as we draw to a close, the real question, I think, is not is not so much just what does hallowed be your name mean? And not just what does that look like? But how do I make that prayer my prayer? <laughs> what is it that will, in my heart, make God's God's honour, God's reputation, the deepest priority in my prayer life and the greatest ambition in my work life? What's the answer to that? Well, I guess part of the answer is, yes, discipline and practice and fleshing out or, or branching out, as the Puritans called it, that prayer day by day, day by day. Duty so often is the path to delight, isn't it? And it will be a lifelong thing to, to grow in this. And of course, with an infinitely glorious God and with us as finite, broken beings, there'll always be further depths for us to plumb. We won't get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and I guess, too, there's also everyday habits of thankfulness and praise which we can cultivate to, to reorbit afresh around him. You know, this week's been such a glorious week of sunshine for mid-September, hasn't it? And it was C.S. Lewis who said, we need to learn, if you like, to, to follow the sunbeam up to the sun. That is, those gifts that we enjoy day by day, uh, that colleague's friendship, that, that tasty meal, that success in that work project, that beautiful piece of music we hear. We're called, if you like, to, to trace those gifts up to the, up the sunbeam, trace them up to the giver, the great giver God himself. And that will help us 
Well, praise him and thank him for who he is. And I guess we also need each other in this. This prayer is full of we and our, our Father, forgive us our sins. See, knowing God better and realigning our priorities around him, it's a, it's a community project. It's not something I can do on my own. So it might be we need to get stuck into a life group here at All Souls or, or come along to one of our morning eight o'clock prayer meetings to pray together. All sorts of things to make this our own. But I think as we draw to close, the ultimate answer, well, it's there in the first line of the Lord's Prayer. We've skipped over it, but it's the most important in a sense. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. See, it's as we grasp who this God is, the one who made us and sustains us moment by moment. He's at the centre of everything. This is the God, the Father God, who, if you like, he's come down the sunbeam himself. In the person of his son, Jesus Christ, he left the honour and the glory of heaven to come towards you and me. You and I, who so easily orbit around ourselves and, and are concerned about our own reputation and our own goals and forget him. He came towards us. And this God, well, he makes it his goal not to serve his own reputation, but to serve us. And ultimately, it was on the cross where he experienced not a hallowing of his name, but a mocking of his name. See, there at the cross, he chose to take upon himself our name, the name of a broken sinner worthy of judgment, so that we might share in his name a beloved son, cherished by the Father. See, that's the fatherly God whom we're called to adore and enjoy. A God who, who through Christ invites us to call him our Father in heaven. We so often have such hard thoughts of God and his heart. And we're being reminded here, no, he's your loving heavenly Father who's got your very best interests at heart, even if sometimes you can't see that or sense that. It's as we reflect on his fatherly, gracious love It's then that we'll find ourselves praying and living, God, hallowed be your name. Shall I pray to that end now? Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. We long, Father, that in our workplaces, day by day, moment by moment, that might be the prayer of our hearts. Please help us to to reorientate, to reorbit afresh around you. Father, Son, and Spirit, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.